When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we are talking about Palm Springs, which I don't know if a lot of people have watched, but is a really great movie. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so it was released... I, I figured this out. I, it was released in who on Hulu in the U.S. So if you're one of our U.S. listeners, uh, chances are maybe you've been able to access it. Uh, oh yeah, Canada. we were looking at this illegally, <laughs> legally, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, but it's a it's a great movie. Check it out. Um, yeah, I enjoy, I really enjoyed it. So if you haven't seen this movie it's essentially you've got you've got groundhog day vibes all day it is they are locked in a time loop um andy samber's locked in a time loop and he has kind of pulled in other people into this time loop with him and we just see them trying to get the hell out of this loop they live the same bad day every day a wedding day which woof oh man oh <laughs> To pick any, that's the, that is absolute, that is truly a nightmare of mine. That is truly a nightmare. I generally don't like going to weddings in general. I'm like, this is just going to be a lot. It, I'm always worried it's going to be religious, too religious, where it's like we're in here for two hours and it's up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And like, we're doing this because your one grandmother's coming. And I'm like, why? <laughs> anyway, living through a wedding every single day is a personal nightmare of mine, I think. And boy, do they nail this. And the villain of this movie is really just a man that gets trapped in here and he tries to, he, he goes after our main character in a space where no one can, or they can't die. So that's, yeah. that's pretty much the whole, the, the thing you really need to know about the villain there. Yeah. So Roy, uh, played by JK Simmons, the, the great, I always love seeing him in things. Uh, I knew it was, I, cause he's all in camp. The first time we see him, he's all in camo. And the second I heard Shitbird, I knew exactly who it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know who this is. I love this man. Yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, great, uh, J. Jonah, Jonah Jameson from the original Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Always good to see him in a movie. Um, yeah, and like it's such a simple premise of like so so it really falls around like Niles, Andy Samberg, and Sarah, um, kind of figuring out what it means to live forever, and like it, it's a surprisingly deep movie. For it such is a simple premise, yeah, and I think it works really well, and it, for me because they do a lot of the things I think I would do. They do things that I think a human being would naturally do in that situation because a lot of like these time loop movies or time travel movies is I find a lot of the characters I'm like they don't either lose their minds enough or they're kind of even keeled or they get stuck on one 
detail and that becomes their whole character. For me watching this, you're watching people do what people would do in this situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're watching two people really wild out here, like really go bananas. And you can, I, 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 at least for me, Sarah, like I really related. I was like, I could relate to this thought process in this course of events. Yeah. There, there is, um, a certain naivete I used to watch movies like this with where I'd be like, I don't know what I would do if I had to relive the same day over and over and over again. And now I sort of do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh yeah. Dude. I was like, I was living in I was that like, hole. I, yeah. I was like, I'm about at that point in their character arc. <laughs> I guess uh, a dance off fight in a bar is uh, not too far on the horizon for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. There was parts of this where I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I just uh, I'm waking up every day in the same spot and I'm doing the same things every day. And I don't really know what to do with myself. And I have very little contact with. You know what I mean? I have small contact with a small group of people, and that's it. And again, relating to... Why do we keep picking these movies? It keeps happening. Because you, you can't not anymore. Uh, it just keeps happening where I relate everything to this situation. Um, oh, also, by the way, everybody, we are recording... What day is this? We're recording this on October 31st. So we are very jovial right now. This is going to be very loose. We might be broadcasting this from a oh, very yeah. different place, okay? That's all I'm trying to say <laughs> is that we we recorded this pre-election. I want you to know that, okay? I oh, want you to know true. that for the general tone, and I'm not even going to make any jokes about it because I don't know what's going to happen. It could be very serious, so I'm just going to say I just want you guys to know we're recording this on Halloween. Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, happy Halloween. Happy everybody. Halloween, everybody. <laughs> two weeks two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> That's where we're recording this from, okay? Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that, that time travel, I need you to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that, brings up, that brings up a really interesting point where you, you're like, it seems like we keep picking movies like this. So this movie came out in 2020, uh, uh, was released. So clearly it was in production before that. And in some ways, it really might be the last before times movie there is. Uh, you know, or or at least one of the last ones. And I was just, I was trying to think about what is a movie going to be like going forward? This is a bit of a tangent, right? But like, what is going to change about a movie that's going to be released in 2022 versus one that was released in 2019? I, I was talking to somebody about this and... Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't speak to what the tone is going to be or storyline or anything like that, but I got into a discussion about how um, there's a very good chance we're going to start, we're going to start seeing a lot more animated content, like a lot more animated content in the sense of you don't have to have everybody together for this. Um, yep. You can work. That's something you can work from home um, and voice actors can work from home too. And that sort of thing. So the prediction was that we would see a boom in any animated content and much less in like big production movies, uh, these sorts of things. Yeah. Big ensemble pieces. I guess I was thinking more like that makes total sense from a production standpoint. I guess I was kind of just thinking more what thematically, cause like bringing it back to this movie in particular, this is sort of about being stuck in a, in the same place, uh, with the same people, <laughs> you know, over and over and over again. And, uh, 
yeah, I'm just wondering if there's going to be an appetite for that kind of thing or like we're all going to be so uh, worn out on it that that entertainment going forward will be like, uh, oh, thank God they're not mentioning that. Because I feel like, and I just feel like on this podcast in particular, like when we did Jaws uh, a couple months ago or whatever, we're like, holy shit, that's about, that's so <laughs> pertinent now. Spot on, like, spot you, on, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many things now where just like, it's so clear that this was made before a certain date. And I've just, I'm, I don't have, I guess I don't have an answer. I guess I'm just speculating wildly, but like, I think that you're going to find uh, that this is a, push pin in time mm. where you go there is before this and after this and uh yeah i don't know i don't know i think there's gonna be more room for uh lowbrow content to be honest with you it takes <laughs> yeah, no, it takes very little to make me laugh now like i just my standards are so low because i'm just like anything that's not about this is good like i just anything <laughs> that makes me release from the reality that we're living in like i oh right now give me a good fart joke i'm into it i am absolutely my yeah, my comedy sure, appetite yeah. is so different from what it once was. Um, <laughs> I don't care. I will watch a bad movie and be like, this shit is the funniest. I don't and I care. will say, I this is the second time I've seen this movie and uh, on this watch. And there are some genuinely funny moments in this movie. Uh, I I like Andy uh, Samberg. I think he's uh, I think he's chronically underrated as like kind of a leading man type in comedies anyway. Um, and just very early on in the movie where it's like, I think the first or second time we see them going through the loop, like he's been in a lot longer Mm -hmm. where, uh, his girlfriend, Misty, who the actress who does this is absolutely phenomenal. Perfection. She's so, she's so fun. (laughs) She's the worst in the best way. Best way. Yeah. And she goes, uh, so, uh, Sarah, the girl that he's stuck in this loop with just bursts into his bedroom first thing in the morning because like, of course, right. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck? Let's, we need to talk about this. And his girlfriend freaks out and is like, Oh my God, are you cheating on me? And Andy Sandberg just has the funniest response <laughs> where he's just so sympathetic and like, where he's like, no, you're cheating on me. You goof. Like, <laughs> yes. it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> And she's so confused about it. Um, she is perfectly awful. I yes. and I will say because there's there's uh, the main villain in this is Roy, or I would argue be Roy. But yeah. there's a lot of good peppered villains throughout that are just kind of guess. And she is to me indefensible, <laughs> like just indefensible. <laughs> She's a terrible person, but wonderful to watch. She does terrible, perfect. She yeah. is, she is that girl at the mall you hate. She is, she is that Instagram girl. She, she's just all the worst things of all of these things packaged into one person, and it's great. And it could have so easily been like a one-dimensional performance, but somehow it's it's so fun. No, you every, get it. <laughs> every <laughs> time you see her on stage or on a screen, it's like you're like, yes, yum yum yum. I love that reaction. I love that you're cutting to her to see what the fuck is up. Um, and I loved that other people clearly didn't like her. Is the thing yes. that worked for me is that it wasn't like we're gonna blanket over this woman and pretend that she's a normal person. We're going to recognize that other people kind of find her awful as well. And we all just kind of endure this because she's a bridesmaid. 
Yeah, has one of the worst wedding speeches imaginable because it's got the text, the the uh, dictionary definitions of yeah. love and commitment. <laughs> and she just, and she's like, I googled it, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> so good. And, just, and the reaction to um, she ends with the textbook definition of commitment, and then it's over. Yeah, it's and just stuff. another character goes, oh, that was the end. Okay. <laughs> So good. Yeah, but, uh, um, but, guess, but as far as villains go in defense, I'm going to argue indefensible. She is, she's she a bad a person, but I will say she, to me, is as advertised. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're dating that person, I think you kind of, you. I'm not saying you deserve to be cheated on, but I am saying you are, you have to be slightly aware of what you've locked yourself into here. You understand the awfulness. Like when she says, when she's like, no, like, I've never been dumped. I don't, I don't get dumped. I do the dumping kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. That is a very specific type of person. Um, and she's interesting as a villain in this because of the, the, the premise of the movie, which is Andy Samberg's character is very much like, I don't care. Nothing matters as is very excusable if you're going through this day after day. But hers is a villainy that just gets diluted by, from the fact that they've done this so many times. Yes. Right? Like, there is no heartbreak. Uh, there is no surprise. There's there's none of these negative emotions. He's so over whatever it is that, like, she's completely diluted in it. You know, like, her, her evilness or whatever becomes, like, a joke or childish. Oh, absolutely. Also, yeah. I think because of... <laughs> how bad she is in the sense of you, you don't look at that person and see a loss. Like if you lose that person, that's not you losing ever. And, and at no point, you know what I mean? Like I didn't even need the cheating. Like I didn't need it because I was like, you could leave that person today. This is awful. Like the first thing she does, which is, Oh my God, bad, like so bad and like manip weird. I don't, I was like, that has some really dark tones to it when she's talking about, and it's supposed to um, give hint to that. This guy has lived uh, uh, this day so many times, but she's like, I've never had a problem with a guy coming before. Like, why can't you come? Like, I don't understand. I've literally none, none of my boyfriends has ever had this problem. And I was like, that sentence is is a dumpster fire. It is a personality dumpster fire that has never happened to one of my boyfriends. If you've said that in any, any context, okay, point, throw it out, throw it out, throw it out. Apologize, apologize. Cause that is a deeply disturbing sentence. I do not Unless care for it. They grow a third leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even still, Unless you could just say, I've never seen by, that <laughs> struck by lightning, uh, abducted by aliens, all acceptable for, I've never had a boyfriend. It's, it's a monstrous sentence before. because it's yeah. not only saying I have an issue with a bodily problem that you probably have very little control over, but secondarily you're weird because I've never encountered this before ever. Oh, yeah. what a sentence. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Irredeemable. I'm sorry. I know we defend villains on this podcast, but that one is irredeemable. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't do it. Uh, so our main villain of this, Roy. Roy. J.K. Simmons. So justifiable to me. I think this is an easy, this is a slam dunk for me, okay? 
Because at no point in you doing drugs does that sign you up for any of this other shit, okay? He's literally pulled him into a personal hell, a hell that he knows is a personal hell because he's already at this point in the story um, has worked his way around this party and met all of these people. He said this was one of, he was like this was one of the last people to crack for me. Okay, he's already introduced himself to everybody else. He already understands that this is a that this is uh, not desirable. Okay, is what I'm trying to say. Because if this was earlier on in the timeline. If this was like a few days in and he accidentally pulls this guy in with him into this time loop, much more understandable. You already understand the personal hell that this is. Okay. And they breeze over because they try and be like, well, he was very hot. Like he'd taken a bunch of drugs. Okay. He'd taken a (laughs) bunch of drugs and this was like. They both had. Yeah, they Uh, both had. Okay. They both had taken a bunch of drugs. Um, Our villain had mentioned that he had had so much fun. He wished he could live here forever, like kind of be in this day, be in this moment forever. Wish we could yeah, do this. He's, he's kind of hinting on that. He's got problems with his marriage yeah. and like, yeah, marriage is like this desperate hole. And he's like, it's got a bottom to it. So like, he's clearly unhappy. Yes. And, and in defense of that statement, that is just something people say. That's just like a, that's just like a general sentiment that sometimes people say to say, they're not saying, I wish I could live this forever. They're saying, I've had a really great time. I've had a really great time with you, friend. This is, this is such a great time that I want to say it's one of the best times I've ever had. I could do yeah. this forever. That's, that's not literal. That is, that is not a literal statement, nor should it be taken literally. And, and Andy, because he's high, he's like, well, this guy wants to do this. And then he high kind of is like, no, don't. <laughs> like, don't whispers no don't do that don't 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 go into the tunnel don't go into the cave and it's like oh no man because if you live in this reality okay and you do drugs you have to have drug rules okay you have to have drug rules okay and they're doing cocaine which as, as far as i generally understand you're way hyped up but you have general control, like general control, some control. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if you took a huge amount, I have no idea how the mechanics work of cocaine, but you have to have rules like, okay, if I'm on drugs, I can't go into the desert, like, or I can't go over here. There's an invisible yeah. line here. I can do as many drugs as I want, but I cannot cross this line because this will cause me a lot of trouble. And literally, the only thing that you the line that I would draw would be you can't draw other people into this. Yeah. You can't let anybody else enter that cave. That absolutely should be the number one rule of your life. You can do it because this yeah. guy, he establishes, he's like, I, this resets every day. It doesn't matter what I do, okay? It doesn't matter what happens. I can die. I can, anything can happen and I just wake up same so it doesn't, there are very little consequences to what you do, but that is the liter, that is the one thing that will have consequence. And you did it twice. Not even once, man. Yeah, Not yeah, even yeah. once. You did it twice. Who? Because again, he, they're just drinking. Okay. So when he brings the main love interest over, it's not even like they're like out of their freaking gourd. Okay. Why, if you know you're with another person that would generally be concerned, okay, I get that you got shot and you're, like, running from this man. I'm not going to go running towards the cave, I think. 
take a lap. Yeah, you know what that's, I mean. That's a tough one. So he does. He does. Uh, Andy Samberg does tell her not to enter the cave and not to follow her in there. But again, like instruction that no one would follow. No, that is that is um, instruction no one would follow. Because you're you're going into that cave to die, presumably. Yes. We don't know that you're going in there because you're in pain and it's going to reset the day if you go in. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not it's not a big enough warning. Okay, like if I had a button on the side in my room, right in my office here, if I had a button that says "Don't push this button," okay, and I tell you when you come over, I'm like, "Don't, don't you dare push that button," okay. I might be pushing that button. <laughs> okay, that for sure. And also, how could I possibly think the? How could you possibly think the consequences of that would be getting stuck in a time loop? That's not uh, that's not on the table for me. You know what I mean? The most yeah. I think is there might be a bear in there. That's the yes. worst thing that could happen. That's what I think is the worst thing that I could be signing up for. At no point could I think that there's a time loop happening. There's got to be more warning. I would probably, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe you got to put up a sign or something. I don't, well, I guess the sign would disappear. That's not a good plan, but I would come up with some sort of plan. <laughs> there's got to be something you can do where it's like, once I get intoxicated, I can't pass this line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Roy is understandably upset by yeah. this, I think, and makes a bit of an interesting choice, which is to hunt down uh, Andy Samberg's character and cause him a lot of pain. So we see this montage where he is torturing him uh, with like batteries, where he like sets a pool on fire while he's in it, uh, runs him over with a car, shoots him with arrows a whole bunch. Um, let me just like, what would be, how far would you go in this scenario? Cause like, I, I will give it a little bit of like, you are the one who put me into this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and maybe then I need to get rid of you in order to break the curse. Yeah. They, they never, uh, they never really explore that. But it seems like that would be a uh, a conclusion that you would eventually come to, given infinite timelines. And but at a certain point, it does just become sadistic, right? Well, that's why I I think that's that's a, that's a part of the reason of this character development of also why he stops, in the sense of yeah. like it's just like there's no there is no point to this. It seemed to me that he did have specific questioning goals trying to figure this out you know what i mean like it seems to be more that he was convinced that that there has to be something we can do about this and you're not either telling me or letting me or whatever and now i'm in this eternal struggle where i can never escape you've you've locked me in some sort of purgatory some sort of terrible place that i can't get out of and you're the only person living this and i know you can't die Mm, perhaps a bit of suffering. Yes, perhaps. Okay, I'm not saying I agree with the whole nine. You know what I mean? Like, like I think at a point he's like waterboarding him. I'm like, oh, jeez, uh, uh, I don't. I'm not doing that to a person for sure. Okay, but you can. I, I believe you can absolutely understand where this man's coming from. Okay, that that's a big, big fuck up. You fucked up big. That's that's yeah. the, one of the biggest fuck ups you can make. And like. I know that I wouldn't do as well as any of these characters in this situation, I think. 
Yeah, you don't think so? No, like, I don't. Where, where do you see yourself going if you were oh, stuck in that loop? so squirrely, like beyond recognition. You know what I mean? Like when Andy talks about or how he can't remember what job he used to have. That was. Oh, that's gone so quick for me. That's gone. That's out of my mind. Like I have bad memory point. Like I, I have a terrible memory. Like when you, uh, when we were pitching uh, t-shirt ideas, <laughs> we have t-shirts now. In case you want any t-shirts, we have t-shirt designs up. You're like, uh, what do you think we should do? I'm like, I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> I just don't. What did we? Say? Uh, what, ha- what, what have we, we said? I don't know. I don't remember, and I have a bad memory to start with. So the second I'm locked into this thing, I think it would probably make take me a calendar year to lose everything. Yeah. And that's, although I will, okay, I will say I believe that I would have so much fun at the beginning. I believe that it would be very, very fun for me. I really love being weird and see how people react, stuff like that. Like, I'm like, oh, that's, that's the, that's the bread and butter there. Absolutely. (laughs) Being able to do something and see what happens. Absolutely. Um, So I think I would have a lot of fun for a really long time, but I think because I would lose who I am so quickly, I think I would be a lot squirrelier than these characters got. Like anytime right. they launched off a little bit, I'm like, that's me. There I am. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Just screaming into a pillow. hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm doing yeah. that. Well, and it's interesting. You brought up that specific moment where he didn't remember what his job was. And I was just like, that's the moment that I realized that when they get out of this and they do, mm-hmm. right. They, they eventually break through. They are going to both be such drastically different people. Absolutely. Right? Like, like if you've gone through enough experiences where you forget um, your job, what you used to do for a living day in, day out, forever, um, you've forgotten a lot of other things. You've, your, your attitude has changed, right? Like, like for Andy Samberg, he goes through a huge character arc where it's like nothing matters. Um, uh, every day is the same. So I, I try not to thrive on it. I don't think about the past. I don't think about the future. I just kind of live in the moment to being like, oh, people care. Pain matters, right? We And the, this, this great line is like, yeah, it doesn't matter that nobody can remember it. What We, we remember what we did. Yes. So we, we can't do terrible things because we have to live with the memory of it. But when you come out, and it's literally one day later for everybody else, and you've lived a thousand lifetimes, like insanity. Oh, people are gonna notice. Like somebody, people are gonna notice. Yeah. Both of these people are gonna be so fucking off for a while. You know, for all sure. Of a sudden. Because I think, okay, if it was me, I think that I would also forget that I couldn't do whatever I wanted. Like if I lived yeah. in that space for so long, like, and I think they kind of. They're, like, like they kind of teeny tiny touch on it at the end where the family comes home. They've been hanging out in this pool and the family comes home and they're like, oh, I guess the family comes home on the 11th or whatever. Yeah, um, right. Really great callback. That's great. Nice scene. Really nice bow on the movie. But I thought I was like, oh, I would just be doing that shit all the Like I would probably kill myself pretty closely after that because I would be too risky with everything I do. Yeah, because it would have no consequence all of a sudden. Like, if I haven't worn a seatbelt in whatever years, 
I might not remember to put it on when I get into the car. <laughs> like there's, and there's probably stacks of things like that. Like, like I, you know, I forget that I shouldn't point a gun at myself. You know what I mean? It could be anything. <laughs> it could be stupid. But um, I need to hydrate before I go out into the desert. Like, yeah, all those things. Um, yeah. So I think for me, if we're just to go back to Roy really quickly, I think for me, I don't, I, I, I support his spirit. I don't support everything he does because I do believe, and they do draw this out in the movie that there's a big difference between dying and kind of being tortured with your pain. So like, and I think some of it's okay in the sense of like, even uh, Andy at the close to the end, he's like, can you shoot me? Because the traffic's terrible. Like, I just want to get back there. (laughs) You mind just shooting me in the face real quick. Um, So I think that kind of shows us that not every death is important. You know what I mean? In the sense of not every death is the worst. And as long as it's quick, it'll be okay for him. So where I do find he goes too far is stuff like, okay, so like, Lighting the pool on fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> this the is a bit. The pain. This is yeah, a yeah. bit too cat and mouse. Like you've turned too much into a cat, where we're but just I'm, playing with this dying thing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure on infinite timelines if I wouldn't give that a shot either. You know, like you become so disconnected. There's no consequences. So what I so what I really do like about the movie is as it goes on and more people get drawn into it. Um there is there is this this feeling that the consequences now do matter because other people are going to remember it and other people are going to experience it right like when when everybody resets at the end of the day andy samberg can do whatever he wants when all of a sudden sarah's there and she resets with him but remembers what happened suddenly there are consequences to the things that they're doing and that's kind of like a great little microcosm of it growing out into like yeah, how your actions affect other people is what demands morality, right? Or like that's that's what morality is and that's that's about what living your life is. Yeah. I don't know if And you... that time deeply matters. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. The, like the pr- progression of time abs- deeply matters to every life. It's it yeah. there must be movement forward um which, you know, I think is why a lot of us has been stuck in a bad mood, but Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, and not to get too serious, but like I read something about how our brains actually process time, uh, where it is that uh, uh, your brain compresses very mundane moments, right? So mm-hmm. like that's why you don't remember every minute of your commute every morning, right? Because it's just like your brain just goes, yeah, no, that's cut out all the crap we don't need. But it enhances like traumatic or like very uh, um, heightened uh, feelings, so things like you know, almost dying, getting hit by a car, like that sort of thing, you'll remember in crazy detail. And that this whole thing that we're going through is such an odd combination of both of them, where it's like <laughs> there's no, there's no novelty, there's no uh, newness to anything, but it's all so horribly stressful. So like yesterday feels like forever ago, and also two months ago feels like yesterday. Like it's it it literally fucks with your brain's ability to tell time. Oh yeah, uh, which is why I think I would go down so quickly. Like I would not, I just simply would not last. I know that about myself. I am very firm on this. I don't think I could ever be stuck in a time loop without losing my mind. I would. It would be one of the first things that happens for sure. I do like that every character kind of reacts in a, in my mind in an appropriate way. 
Like you see people really melting down. You see really like big screams, big reactions to things that are big because that's a problem I have with most time travel movies or time loop movies is that it just never seems that people well, people are kind of like, oh, I guess we're in a time loop. Yes, it, it, it must be that. Well, let us try and solve it. It's just, no, we need to have a freak out here. This is fucked. Your reality yeah, has fundamentally changed. Any movie where the reality fundamentally is shattered and the person doesn't freak out, I'm like, I don't, I don't buy it. You got, you have to be Neo throwing up on the ship. It's the only thing I believe. Okay. Your mind must reject this. (laughs) And we see Sarah dealing with that too. She freaks the fuck out. She tries to drive back to Austin. Yes. Stay up, coffees, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I need. Um, I want to see that very real reaction. I think they nail it in this movie. They do. And like Roy, same thing, right? Like is freaking the fuck out. Um, We should mention that Roy lives like a couple hours away. So he doesn't show up every day because some days he just decides not to come. Other days he just decides to come and torture him. Right. And it also happens to Andy's memory, like less and less and less. Yes. It's like, it started out really heated and then it was like, he's then it was like, he'd show up once a week and then it's once a month. And it's kind of like, no, I don't know if I'm going to see him or not. Yeah. Um, and watching it a second time, there was a really great moment right at the beginning. So, so for the first part before, did you know, by the way, did you know it was a time travel movie when we, you started to watch it? I had heard that it was, um, okay. like, uh, like kind of like, uh, Groundhog, wait, that's what I'm thinking Groundhog of, right? Day, yeah. Groundhog yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. I had heard that it was kind of like Groundhog Day, but I didn't, it didn't register exactly. That's what was happening. Like, I didn't know if we were going to get introduced to a character that, we see everything happen to them or if we're getting dropped into what is already a him in a time loop. Right. And I okay, thought yeah. we were going to see it happen. So right. it was a surprise to me in a sense. Yes. Because for the first little bit of the movie, you're like, he is acting like such an ass. Dude, and I then, had so many notes on him as, being a dick. I was like, what the fuck? You can't make a speech like that. <laughs> as soon as the time loop, you realize it's a time loop and this is not his first time through it. You're yeah. like, Oh, Absolutely. I get every single thing, but there is a beautiful little moment, which I only caught my second time around where, um, one of the guys is drunk and is like taking a piss in the bush. And Andy Samberg's character just keeps looking at the bush, expecting it to be Roy. Cause it's just the bush moving. Mm-hmm. Right. And oh. you miss that the first time. And like, you miss that he's uh, perfectly timing. Like when he's on the dance floor trying to impress her at first. No, that was actually he's, the second I locked in that we were already in the time loop. Yeah. As soon as like he started dancing. That chair yeah. behind people who are like falling down yeah. and like all the rest. I was like, okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, that is actually the exact moment I locked into the fact that we were already in it because I was like, yeah. Oh, very obviously he's lived this before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody's nobody's this smooth. Yeah. Uh I there's a couple other things I want to get to like that are like weird moral things. Um the first is I really love the resolution that Roy gets as a character when Andy Samberg goes to go see him. For sure. Of just like this is a really good day to live. Yes. What a this was always a perfect day is what he said. Yeah. Where he just learns to accept that, like, he's like, he puts it like he's never gonna get to see his daughter walk down the aisle, um, or walk his daughter down the aisle or whatever. Um, and he's like, My other kid's uh, watering dog shit. That's weird. 
but <laughs> but this is always a perfect day. My wife is lovely. We're going to make a nice dinner. I'm with my kids every day. Like, and he chooses to make it good, Yeah, you know, and he settles and he has this epiphany where he realizes what's important in life. And, 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 and that moment where he's like, I thought you said that your life was miserable and your marriage was shit. He goes, yeah, but things change. You know, you change, you get new information. You, you change your perception of things. And I was just like, it's such a beautiful come around for a guy who was just like, who was the villain. You. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow uh, learned the most prior to the main character. Yeah. Already yeah, taught him the lesson, right? That's that's one for team villain. Absolutely. Put it on the scoreboard. Nailed it. Although, okay, yeah. can I say, because the 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 scene, because they start the credits, which I was furiously writing, because I was like, how dare they not give Roy a resolution? And then they pop they pop it back up. It's like a little little afterthought of like what we're gonna do with Roy here, and that he got a phone call. That, which, we see, which we see Sarah making. Yeah. We see her leaving the message and everything. Which makes sense, but the only thing that kind of melted my brain was Andy not recognizing him. Right, because they previously said that she tested it on the goat, and then the goat was no longer in their day. Yeah. So, so when she put the goat through, the goat disappeared from that day being relived. So I'm not so in my mind Andy Samberg and Sarah shouldn't have been in the timeline anymore. That's how he should have known. Okay, but yeah. I think that I think that's hard to do in like a the credits have already started rolling. Here's a quick resolution that we need. Uh yeah. I mean that happens I think that happens with most time travel movies where you go, Yeah, it stops making sense. We're gonna skirt over this real quick. <laughs> But it kind of, I was like, does that make sense? I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't know if I care. I'm just glad that they gave Roy the out because I was like, if they didn't give Roy the out and just, because honestly, when the first name of the credits came up, I almost, I was like, what the fuck is this? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was honestly instantly pissed for this man that does not exist. Um, Can I float another thing for you? Yeah. So uh, uh, earlier I had said that there was possibly a fourth person in here. Which is, I'm going to let you say it, but I'm pretty sure I know who you're going to say. Who do you think it is? It's it's the old woman, right? Nana, yeah. 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 Because they gave a little wink to that at the end. And I'm like, oh, okay. She seems like she's really in the know of what's going on here. Yeah, her. So like the few things that we ever see her say is, I've been to a lot of weddings and that's the best speech I've ever heard. Which, like, at first you just, like, write off. And then you but kind then, of think maybe she's heard him say this speech every day. Or, like, he, she's yeah. heard him say a lot of speeches. And the part that... And, and what was the part that settled it for you? Because I think it's the same... The oh, same I can't remember. I don't have the line written down. Okay. But I know she says it to Sarah. Doesn't she? Who is her granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, um, that, was, that was beautiful. Again, about her wedding mm-hmm. speech. I guess you'll be on your way now. Yeah. I guess you'll be going now. And it's just like, I think she's been there as well. I think she's gone through this the whole time. Well, maybe is like loving it because she's a grandma at a wedding. I just get to relive this wedding every day and I never, and And, it's with my family, everyone I love and I'm not, I'm never going to die unless I want, uh, you know what I mean? I'm never going to die. And this is digging a little deep, but it also speaks to the fact that, uh, you can kind of choose what this is to you, 
right? Like this, this may be her version of heaven. Mm-hmm. Or she goes, this is what I get to do every day. Watch my granddaughter get married and be with family. Like it's. Oh know. man, what a hell that is. Oh my God. I can't. Yeah. I, with the, the, okay. The, the person that speaks to me the most where I'm like that, that particularly is my hell is um, Sarah, because she wakes up. This is very important is that she, she wakes up every day in the in the day in which she had sl- like that the, the the night prior she had slept with her sister's fiance she'd slept with her sister's fiance and she gets to wake up in the same morning where that is her reality she had just done that the night before and he's in the shower oh the guilt oh no 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 so you were waking up in one of the most guilt-ridden moments of your entire life and you have to live a wedding every single day this is shut it down shut it all down that is that's if there is a hell that is mine that is my hell and it's it's that's introduced pretty late in the movie where we figure out where she's waking up every day Mm -hmm. and it's like you're just like oh i get why you want out now I you knew know, so she had bad. slept with somebody bad because there was always this, the the sound of the shower. I was like, who's in the shower in your room? Like I kept thinking, who's in the shower? Who's in the shower? And at no point did I connect that. Of course it would be the worst person for her to sleep with. But yeah, her sister's fiance. And the interesting thing about this, this time loop progression is that you can kind of, it's it's like he's a he's a villain and he's not and he and he is but the, he's the not fiance, you mean. yeah the fiance but he's definitely not worse than the sister I would argue um, sisters have known each other their entire lives <laughs> okay it trumps any relationship point that's just how I feel fundamentally I think. If you, in that situation, if you ask me who is worse, they're both terrible. Okay, terrible, terrible decision. Um, the worst timing I've ever heard of in my entire life. But if we were to pick for the purposes of what we do here, um, who's worse? It's definitely the sister, no doubt. No question, no doubt. How do you feel about yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I think, you know, but the theme of the movie is that she is redeemed in some way through this. Like she's having to constantly relive that guilt um, oh, yeah. and uses that to find a way out. Right. Like she, like the movie concludes with her basically learning quantum physics and figuring out a way to get out of it. Uh, which, which honestly is, checks out in the sense of you have unlimited time to try and figure this out. <laughs> Yeah, so someone's going to figure it out eventually. Uh, I like, and I like that it wasn't just you have to be a moral person. I like that they they just put a pin in that right off the bat. And she's so arrogant about it, being mm. like, well, I admitted to my sister that we don't know that's what she did, but she did. I did the most moral thing I possibly could today. So see if tomorrow, sucker. And then it doesn't work out because Andy and Andy Sandberg already knows that it won't. Uh, yeah, he's tried this because I thing. do in, in a movie like this where we have. Pres- where there's only one aspect of it where it's a little magical, I would prefer that to be explained through science and not magic. Every time. Yeah. If it's the only one thing, is what I'm saying. If you're going to drop one thing in, it's like, for me, as soon as you introduce 
some sort of magic, well, there has to be more magic here. That's always sure, how I feel. Sure, 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 if it's just one anomaly and it's like, oh, the, we, you know, sci- we can science our way out of this, I find that, you know, I'm like, I can get on board with that a lot quicker. Yeah, and in either way in this movie, it's a hand wave. Like, I like that they don't try and explain what it's about or like all the rest. They kind of say a little bit of science moment jumbo. But the point is you just have to walk into this and blow yourself up. Uh, is the conclusion that they come to. So like, I'm just glad that there's not really an explanation for what caused it or how to get, like, that's not an important plot mm-hmm. point. The important plot point is she's found a way out and are you going to join me? Yeah, You know, like that's, a, I will say she could give him a day. She she drops that information on him. She disappears for a whole bunch, then just shows up one day and is like, by the way, I'm out tonight. Are you with me or not? Like you could give him a day to, give up forever you know (laughs) Mm, yeah yeah also it it should have been that like okay tomorrow we live the best day we possibly can where we disturb the least amount of shit and then meet me here and we're gone yeah no i think i i could agree with that yeah give 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 them a bit of time give them a yeah because you didn't even tell them you were working on it (laughs) exactly exactly this isn't a long discussion um and one final thing I wanted to bring up uh, with you, Rebecca, is I found it so funny that in infinite timelines, Andy Samberg's character keeps pissing off the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> like in the very first scene, she comes up and she's like, here's the drinks you ordered from the bar and never picked up. Yeah. And just like he's just the worst with bartenders. <laughs> oh god. You know what? I didn't even clock it. <laughs> oh yeah. And there's there's various other points. I think when he first meets J.K. Simmons, Roy's character, uh Roy comments about how he's pissing off the weight of the, the bartender. And it's just like it's this consistent thing. And my my fun little flight of fancy on this is a Groundhog Day style movie like this, where the point is that you have to be good to the wait staff by the end of it. Like that's the oh. secret of the way out. <laughs> is you have you have to navigate a party that's without good. pissing yeah. off the way. I was like, I I felt like you would appreciate. That, I think you oh. should write that. To be quite honest, I, that should be the- that's at least a sketch. You know, <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I've got a lot of lines locked in the barrel already that I didn't write or say ever personally. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. There is a spe- people that are dicks to the bartender. The worst. Right? Pour like me that's... a real one. They're all real ones. <laughs> you just want to buy more. You need to spend more money. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and it, it's a weird moral b- barometer. Like I'm not the first to say it, but like judge people by how they treat the waitstaff. Right? Like, oh, if they're nice yes. to the white staff, then they're probably a nice person. If they're mean to them and nice to you, that means that they're not. So, like... Well, no, and, and his character, I think, baseline had to be dickish because of who he's yeah. dating. Like, I, I don't think a good and wonderful person would ever look at who he's dating and be like, yes, I would like to date that, please. <laughs> this awful... Ah, I mean, m- mistakes are made. Oh! One can't... Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely... Absolutely agree. Mistakes are made, but this girl is wearing her 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 heart of coal on her sleeve. Okay, she's really <laughs> putting it out there. I don't think she's really like some people. You know, they're 
they're uh, manipulative and they're really like, they'll, they'll get in there without you even noticing. I can't imagine you not noticing. <laughs> I mean, shallow is fun for a while, I guess is what I'll mm, say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah She's yeah, hot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I see what yeah, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see getting in a relationship and not, and then when the shoe drops, you know what I mean? Mm. Where you're like, oh, right. This personality matches exactly uh, with what I expected. I don't know why. That surprises me. Yeah. People uh, are telling you who they are all the time. Yeah. You just have yeah. to listen to it and go, oh, okay. <laughs> that's That's the thing. But to say, yeah, if he's dick to to every single bartender, yeah, I could understand. But baseline, I think maybe he's not the best. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. I think he grows on it. Because I think seeing, a like, we don't want to watch this movie when there's a fucking Buddhist monk who's all fucking zen every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You want to see people with uh, problems repeating their mistakes over and over until they learn. Oh, man, um, buddy, they really poured it on with how good uh, her sister is, too. Like her sister's like this saint. And I'm like, oh, oh, you're turning the knife. It's too much. It's too much. Although that is like a dynamic I could understand of like, okay, so we've got these. Because a lot of siblings will go opposite ways just to kind of reject, like to find their own identity, right? And if this woman's like this pristine, perfect person, I could understand her sister being a bit of a mess yeah absolutely i could see that too yeah and i think yeah yeah, even the stepmother i'm like that's she she's fine everybody i feel like most other people in this movie i'm like you're you guys are fine morally (laughs) yeah 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 i think most of them no other problems well most of them are background players yeah right like it's just there for a kind of a funny moment and all the rest yeah no, but uh, uh, for the most part, I really I understand where Roy's coming from. He got he got done pretty dirty. <laughs> he did. Yes, consent uh, to being dropped into a time loop is important. To everybody, super important. If, remember, super if you're going to bring someone into your infinite loop where you run the same day over and over, get in, emphatic, enthusiastic consent to do it. <laughs> Uh, but I think it's probably uh, time to get, rank our villain. What do you think, Rebecca? Absolutely. Um, I've got the I've got the wedding scale. Okay, nice. scale of weddings. So kind of big sticking point for this was I. This is a personal hell for me. Um, so I'm gonna say from the least evil, which is uh, backyard barbecue, Muskoka casual, <laughs> to uh, one of the most evil, which is two hour service and a late dinner. Will not have that. Oh, I'm a, I'm raging. Um, I'm gonna give Roy a non-traditional brides in red. Okay, we're like, you know what I mean. We're a little off base here. This isn't the most fun, but girl, it's your day. It is your day, and sometimes we deserve something on our day. And Roy, it is your day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I also did Roy, uh, and uh, so I did the J.K. Simmons scale. Uh, roles that he has made famous. Uh, so from Juno's dad in Juno, just just a fucking likable guy, uh, all the way to the music teacher in Whiplash, uh, very very bad man. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you a uh, give him a uh, J Jonah Jameson. Bring me pictures of Spider Man uh, because there is because <laughs> there's certainly some weird shit going on, and you're just trying to deal with it the only way you know how. Uh, so he said, J Jonah Jameson. 
Um, and before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, uh, where we describe people who have inspired or disappointed us in our personal lives, few ways you can help out the podcast. As Rebecca mentioned earlier in the episode, guys, we got merch now. Uh, we got merch. We're on uh, T Public. Um, the link's a little weird still, so like check our social media for it and uh, all the rest. Um, but we've got all kinds of cool designs. And also, if you see something there, um, as as we mentioned, we got horrible memories. Uh, if there's something that like is the quote that sticks in your head about this podcast that you desperately want to see on a phone case, you want to see it on a mask too. They, they can be printed on masks, t-shirt mugs, whatever it is. Uh, send us, uh, let us know, let, uh, let us know what's up. And you of course can let us know, uh, by getting in touch with us at, uh, on Twitter at VWR podcast, Facebook, the villain was right. Uh, or you can email us at villainwasright at gmail.com. And if you just have any movie suggestions, uh, by all means, uh, let us know. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? If you got any extra change in your purse, you got some some jingling going on that you don't want anymore, you can hit us up on Patreon. As always, we have two bonus episodes a month. This month, uh, what are we doing this month? We don't know. Oh, Up in the Iron <laughs> yes, Giant. Up in the <laughs> Iron Giant. Yeah, that's right. We're doing Up in the Iron Giant. So if you want to listen to us goof, it's literally we're goofing around. We we have no structure. We flub the intro every time. It's a great time. Uh, so yeah, if you want to check out extra episodes, that's our top tier if you want more voting or you just want to throw us a throw us a loony or i guess it's not a loony because it's in u.s and loony is a ridiculous word to americans i will say one dollar you can send us one (laughs) dollar if you would like and if you can't send us money or you don't even want to thank you for listening you're great thank you for coming by as you do every time we really appreciate each and every one of you that are listening i know i say this almost every week but we truly do you 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 are the wind Beneath my wings. <laughs> oh. right, right, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and as always, now it is time for Hero Villain of the Week. This week, I had a, I, I got a light one, but I just have... I Honestly, watching this movie, I just... I, I grow a new appreciation for just good weddings. So I've got a Hero of the Week, and my Hero of the Week is my friend Jess, which is uh, one of the best weddings I've ever been to. Okay, one of the best. And here's why, okay? This girl does it right. Half-hour ceremony. This was years ago when I still talk about it because I was like, this is the perfect wedding and this is exactly if I ever get married what I want. This is what I want. Uh, Half-an-hour service. Food directly after, okay? We've got little munchies. We've got people walking around. It's at a winery. Love it, okay? Short speeches. Short, short. I think... I think it might have been 20 minutes tops at the absolute maximum 20 minutes. They talked over the food, which was great. Nobody sat hungry. It was the food was delicious. And listen to this midnight poutine bar. Now that's what we're talking about. friends. That's what we're talking about. That's classy. That is classy. Midnight poutine bar. Shut it down. Although I will say one fact from that wedding is very embarrassing. Um, I went, had a good time. I had a real good time. I danced. I had fun. I drank. They had like, <laughs> his, uh, she married a, a, a Russian man and his mother asked him, do you think one bottle of vodka per person will be enough? And I was like, brilliant. Yum, yum, yum. Love this wedding. At no point did alcohol run out. I assure you of that. And, yeah. uh, but I, I, I was talking to my friends after this was like, whatever, I think like a year or two years afterwards, 
I was like, man, I just want to say such a great time at your wedding. Super fun. And they were like, oh, yeah, so crazy. Now all of my neighbors refer to you as the girl that didn't wear a bra. And I'm like, oh, oh, the devastation. (laughs) Dude, and I got to tell you, in all honesty, I was not the only woman not wearing a bra. I don't know how I stood out. I don't know what happened. But was I was the drunkenness. Like, <laughs> I crumbled immediately. I was like, oh, my God. Because this was like, whatever, a couple of years. This was at an age where I'm like, oh, I could definitely get away with this. Apparently not. <laughs> it is now what I am known for. Anyway, my friend Jess is my hero of the week for putting on what was a flawless wedding. That's great. Um, so I've got a, uh, so I'll do a quick hero here because it kind of leads into my villain of the week. Uh, so, uh, a couple of weeks ago now, um, I flew to Winnipeg and, uh, did a TV taping for the Winnipeg comedy festival, which, uh, pandemic and stuff like that. It's very difficult, scary, but, um, they did a great job of doing the festival, making sure everyone's safe and all the rest. So, Thank you to them for uh, being heroes. And now that sounds like a humble brag that I got to do this, but I assure you that at the end of this story, I end up looking like quite the idiot. Because yes, everybody, <laughs> it is another edition of Craig Fay versus technology. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it should almost be its uh, own segment. Like, it really just... <laughs> should. I, I, I numbered these at a certain point. I've lost track of how many I've done at this point. So... Um, I was performing uh, for a TV recording as part of the technology gala, which is everybody performing does uh, something on a theme. And the theme was technology, which was very embarrassing to me because I flew into Winnipeg and I got into the hotel room. I immediately needed to send uh, a document to the festival. I hadn't signed something properly. Uh, So I was trying to connect to the room Wi-Fi and I could not do it. Uh, I looked on the back of my key card. There's a password back there. And I logged on and the screen popped up and it's like putting your room number and your last name. And I did that. And it was like, we're going to charge you $95 for Wi-Fi. And I was like, fuck no, that's horseshit. There's nowhere to put in this password. That's ridiculous. I end up tethering the laptop to my phone and I send the document, no problem. Uh, So I got into the late. So the next morning... Uh, you know, I spent the night social isolated in the, the hotel room. Next morning, I just sent a quick message to one of the other comics, uh, also on the technology gal. I also knew it was going to be there. I was like, hey, did you get in? And then I was like, it's so weird that there's no room Wi-Fi. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, I tried signing in and you can't do it. Like the password, there's nowhere to put in the password. It doesn't work. And he goes, did you scroll down? <laughs> Sure enough, you scroll down and there's a part where you just put in the password. Literally, just so this guy, I'm about to go on TV to talk about technology and this other comic is just like, hey, scroll down, you 90-year-old grandpa. (laughs) I was just about to say that. I'm like, that's an old man move. Yes. How does this Wi-Fi work? Uh, (laughs) So that's how this story starts. Uh, No. (laughs) So it <laughs> so um another part is part of our welcome package because there's no parties because of covid and stuff like that they gave us just a couple cans of beer to be like you know enjoy these in your room when you're done recording or whatever and i'm like you know what that'll be real nice uh nice cold beer at well after i record that'll be real nice i'm looking around i'm like oh 
there's no fridge here in the room. That's too bad. Uh, I'll just go grab some ice and throw the beer in the ice before I leave, and it'll be nice and cold when I get back. I check where the ice machine is in the floor. It's been taken out. And I go downstairs. I'm talking to some other comics as we're doing, like, wardrobe and makeup and all the rest. And I go, are there ice machines on your floor, or have they all been taken out from COVID? And they're like, no, I don't think there's any ice because of the pandemic went on. I was like, that sucks. Uh, I, I have no way to get the, the beer cold then. I guess I'm just going to be drinking warm beer. And they go, well, why don't you just put it in your fridge? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I mean, I don't have a fridge in my room. And they're like, there's a fridge in your room, Craig. There's definitely a fridge. And I was like, I don't think there is. I looked for one. And there's no fridge in my room. I was like, are you sure there's a fridge? Like, does it look like a regular fridge? And they go, well, it's not like a full-size fridge, Craig. Like, have you never been in a hotel? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's not a full-size fridge. Because I'm, I'm getting a lot of flack for not being able to sign into the Wi-Fi. This is, has this is made its way around. Uh, <laughs> you're like, it's not a full fridge. Do you not know what a fridge looks like? I was like, I've stayed in a hotel before. I know what a mini fridge looks like. I'm telling you there's not one. And they're like, there is. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm in the same hotel. I go back up and I'm opening all these cupboards under the TV and stuff like that. And I was like, well, this, I guess this is the fridge that they're talking about, but it doesn't look like a fridge to me. So I try and open it and it's, it won't open. It like opens like an inch and then it's locked shut. And I was like, well, maybe it's just like caught on the, uh, like the cabinet that it's in or something like that. You know, the door snagging yeah. or whatever. So I, I just like pull and pull and pull. All of a sudden there's this huge snap sound and the door swings open. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess it was just caught on something. And I take my beer and I put it in there and I shut the door and there is immediately an electric motor that whirs and locks it again. Oh, you, did you put it in a safe? (laughs) You're not the first person to think this. No, so I take, but it's got a glass front on it and all the rest. I was just like, this yeah. is one weird ass looking thing. So I take a picture of it and I go downstairs and I was like, well, at least it'll be cold or whatever. And I show the other comics and they're like, oh, that's not a fridge. <laughs> so what I had done is I had broken into the mini bar, <gasps> uh, which was. <laughs> Which was entirely empty because of COVID. Uh, And so I'm the first person in history to break into a minibar to stock it up with beer. Uh, Everyone's like, no, that's not, that's not, uh, that's not the fridge. Your room just doesn't have a fridge. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) At least you got that. (laughs) At least I got that out of it. And then I get back to my room after, uh, after the recording and I'm like, book it checking in for my flight early the next morning i was like i'll have one beer and i break into the mini fridge again and i take the beers out they're not even cold because uh, why would it be on if there's why there? would it be on <laughs> and i drank a warm beer alone in my room uh and then gave the other two away to comics who were staying because they couldn't take them on my flight so that is craig Fay versus technology version whatever uh <laughs> fridge fridge versus mini bar but they did not charge me for opening the mini bar, so we're all good. That's my that is my villain of the week. That's a good. That was good. That was a that was a roller. That was a lot more than I thought it was gonna be. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, but I think that does it uh, for us this week. So, Rebecca, where can people get in touch with you? As always, you can get in touch with me at Rebecca Reads on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-R-E-E-D-S. Yeah, and you can hit up me at uh, Craig Fay Comedy on uh, Twitter. That's uh, where I'm most active. Facebook, uh, Craig Fay Comedy as well. And if you want to check me out on YouTube, uh, we actually have some Villain Was Right uh, videos, kind of uh, brief snippets of episodes that you can like share with your friends or whatever. So once again, that's YouTube slash Craig Fay Comedy. Yeah, so that's us uh, this week for The Villain Was Right. Uh, next week, um, it is our audience choice episode. Uh, so as we're recording this, the vote is still open and it is actually... Too close to call. Uh, it's uh, 500 days of summer or Tangled. Only two votes uh, separate them right now with a couple hours left to go on that. Uh, so stay tuned to our social media for that. And uh, if you want to, to, to vote on next month's episode, you can become a, a patron. Uh, but that's it for us this week on The Villain Was Right. Uh, so this is us reminding you uh, to not do coke with people half your age at weddings. <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>